Hey, everyone. I am Nick. And I'm Russ. And if you're looking for a podcast about current events that's well-informed, highly educated, and safe to share with your whole family, that's not us. Nope, it's not. But here at the Nick and Russ Don't Know Anything podcast, we have an opinion about everything and don't mind sharing it. That we do. New episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. Check us out at nickandrust.com. And find us on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more, including YouTube. Thank you, and I love you all. Mwah! Some of the topics discussed on Blackbird, an advocacy podcast, are difficult to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Hello! Look, you can finally see Dan. <laughs> is he wearing, he's wearing, he's wearing an awesome shirt, too. Uh, I'm studying physics right now, so it's appropriate. Uh, <laughs> It says may the vector quantity of f equals the change in vector quantity of velocity over the change in time. Perfect. That's exactly that's us. You with you. Yep. I will remember that shirt when I'm taking my MCAT. So thanks, babe. <laughs> so obviously tonight's episode is live it's and weird. it's very weird. And it's technically uh, episode 18, right? Cool. We're almost to 20. It's legal in all 50 states. Well, yeah, I mean, are there states that 18 is, and like, because the age of consent in New York is 17. Yeah, I know that. But like, you can't smoke unless you're 18. No, 19 now. Didn't we change it to 19? I think so. I think it's 19 now to smoke. Yeah. Yeah. There are jokes I want to make, but I can't because you're live. You can make (laughs) jokes. We we, we told people that things are going to possibly be explicit. Say things. I was going to say, well, in Kentucky, it's like 16. It possibly is. <laughs> if you're from Kentucky, can you let us know what the yeah. consent is? Comment below. Please. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're super excited uh, that this is live. Um, and oh, uh, um, I'm Italian, so this is going to mm. happen a lot. Um, apologies. You didn't get to see that in uh, the, the panel discussion because obviously my screen wasn't working. So. This is gonna <laughs> jazz hands. <laughs> I'm Italian and a theater kid. Yes. So jazz hands will happen a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we're we're probably gonna screw up. Oh yeah. It's live, so yeah. you know. And uh, you'll probably hear our dogs. They're stuck out in the hallway slash bedroom. So you're gonna hear them scratching on the door. You probably hear one of them bark. There's gonna be a lot of noises. So. Just bear with us through this, and um, hopefully it's, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But in all seriousness, we, we actually have a very important topic to discuss in tonight's episode. And all throughout the month of August, sexual violence in the military is going to be our continuing topic. Our deep dive begins tonight, and because we are on a time constraint of only 45 minutes, and we've already spent three minutes explaining things and uh, banter, 
uh, we're not going to get into an actual case tonight, but we are going to inform you all of some statistics to open your eyes and your minds to what is going on in, in the military. So every year, the Pentagon's Sexual Assault Prevention and Response Office performs a study regarding sexual violence in the military. And the report for 2019 was just released this past April, but I want to share some staggering statistics from fiscal year 2018. So 2019 is out, but it's like a huge report. So I haven't like read the whole thing. Um, so we're gonna go through a little bit of the stats from 2018 because it's in this handy dandy PDF. Um, I also feel like a newscaster because I have like papers and I don't usually have hard copies of things, but it, I didn't want to wear my glasses because uh, you should. it shines on. Yeah, but you're going to see oh, it's going to like shine glare? on. Yeah. Watch. Yeah, that's a glare. All right. <laughs> like right there. <laughs> yeah. You got robot eyes. It does look good. Cool. All right. So we're going to skip that. Okay. So um, facts on United States military sexual violence. Ready? Some of these are like, I mean. Staggering. They are. But there might be some that you're going to go, oh, I'm not actually surprised about that, which is really unfortunate. So in fiscal year 18, so 2018, 20,500 service members were sexually assaulted or raped, including 13,000 women and 7,500 men. This is in one year. That's crazy. One year. That's crazy. The rate of sexual assault and rape jumped by almost 40% from fiscal year 16 to fiscal year 18. Okay. In two years. And for women, the rate increased by over 50% to the highest level since 2006. Jeez. Now, it also says that um, more reports are coming forward. So that could be why these numbers right. are jumping right. because more people are actually right. reporting. Yeah. Because, you know, we had the, 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 the Me Too movement. Right. We had a lot of things happening with, you know, the Harvey Weinstein case and the Jeffrey Epstein case and the Bill Cosby case and the R. Kelly case the list goes on and on. So we had a lot of um, women coming forward, finally speaking out about high profile people who had sexually assaulted them. Plus the Me Too movement. So I think that a lot of the reason why people are reporting so much more now is because they finally feel like it's okay to right. express what happened Something to them. Something might get done. Exactly. Uh -huh. Something might get done. They now have people who are on their side. There are other people that they know that have gone through this. So I think that reports are are increasing exponentially because of those things. And I think that that's probably why we're hearing this this statistic of you know a jump of forty percent of of sexual assaults and rapes. It doesn't necessarily mean that more rapes are occurring. Right. But to me, it says more that. They're being reported. Yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about that before in other episodes of the, of the 
podcast. That yes. A lot of times it's the reports are going on. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, we have a comment. We're on a delay, mind you. Oh. Okay. Uh, Tom says, uh, oh. hello, Dan. Hi, Tom. <laughs> so uh, some more statistics. 76.1% um, of victims did not report a crime in fiscal year 2018. So 76.1% did not actually okay, so report. Okay, right. Right. that they were sexually assaulted. So I'm not 100% sure how they Right, if that includes the, the numbers or if that's just like an right. afterthought. Where right. They're like, okay, this is the published number that we know about. Yeah. And then next year we found out, oh, that was only one quarter of it. Exactly. Like, like they retroactively change the number or... Right, 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 exactly. So, it, it, you know, again, we have to take statistics with a grain of salt because we don't know where exactly the numbers are coming from, right. when the numbers were reported, right. who was reporting the numbers, are these self-reported, are these just chain of command reported? Right. We don't 100% know where they're coming from, right. so we have to we have to take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. But the, the numbers are still, I mean, they're absolutely incredible yeah, to that's, hear. The number 20,000 in one year is absolutely yes. bonkers. Yes. Absolutely bonkers. Yep. So 64% of women who reported a sexual assault face retaliation. Jeez. 64%. That's crazy. 64% face retaliation, which is why... I wouldn't report it. If you told me 64%, well, if I told me I had a 64% chance of being retaliated against for exactly. reporting a crime, I would just be like, well... So one in four victims who did not report feared retaliation from their command or coworkers. Right. If 64% are facing retaliation, of course yeah. they're going to be fearful so they won't be reporting. Yeah. And we're going to hear about a, a couple of these cases when we when we start doing our survivor stories. Um a couple of the women that we that we talked to for survivor stories will be talking about their reasoning behind reporting or not reporting, depending on what situation it, it was. So it, it happens. Um, and a third of victims are discharged after reporting, typically within seven months of making a report. That's crazy. The victims themselves. Right, get fired. Get fired. For reporting. Careers are second. ruined. Crazy. I mean, one, you know, one one case actually, so it wasn't necessarily because of a, a, a sexual assault, but one of the survivor stories that we will discuss, um, she was discharged um, for something else, which again, we'll, we'll get into when we finally um, share that story. But because of how she was discharged, she was no longer uh, allowed to get the GI Bill, use the GI Bill. Right. So, so it's just lasting effects. Her entire life basically has been affected by this. Exactly. By her doing nothing wrong. Yep. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you will hear. It's, it's amazing. Um, so... Dan actually brought this up to me, which I wasn't aware of, that um, in the VA, um, sexual assault is actually part of PTSD. Yeah. Yes. Right. Right. Um, so I think we talked about it in one of the other 
um, episodes, but PTSD was actually uh, created as a diagnosable clinical um, psychological disorder, psychiatric disorder, uh, because of the Vietnam War. So PTSD was created because of military service members, because they were coming back from this, this horrendous war with severe trauma. Yeah, they used to call it shell shock. Because right. in like World War One and before that, when artillery was a big thing and people were stuck in trenches, uh, the artillery shells would just be exploding like next to people. Right. And they actually thought that the concussion wave mm -hmm. was physically doing damage, which it was. But right. they didn't understand. There was basically no such thing as psychology yet at that point, yes. at least not in the serious field of medicine. Right. And so they were just like, well, there can't be anything psychologically wrong with you. So it's the concussive wave physically smashing your brain into your right. skull. That's shell shock. Shell and shock, and right. again, that's a thing. Like you are gonna get physical damage to your brain from those concussive waves, but there's also that psychological aspect, exactly. which is in honesty so much worse because that follows you for the rest, for the of, rest your of your life. life. Trauma is and it's something you can't fix. Like, not that it's easy to fix neurological damage, right. but like theoretically there's medical intervention and surgical intervention that can be done to, to fix that. But psychological trauma, you really don't fix it. And you can you that's get what I was therapy. Say. Exactly. But, Exactly. Yeah. Psychological trauma is, is something that's lasting for, for your life. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you it's going to ruin relationships. Yes. It's going to ruin jobs. You're going to get fired because yes. you keep screwing up inventory because every time you drop a box, you freak out like, and people aren't going to understand. So this is going to, this is going to follow you the rest of your life. Exactly. So with that said, um, over 1,000, 1,000, I'm terrible at math guys. <laughs> I can't even read the number 1 million. Over 1,325,000 outpatient visits uh, took place at the VA for military. See, I'm not wearing my glasses. This is terrible. I'm sorry. Took place at the VA for military sexual trauma, which is called MST. They, they um, abbreviated it as MST related care in fiscal year 17. And that was actually a 1.3% increase from fiscal year 15. So they've had more people coming forward in, uh, at the VA, um, being diagnosed essentially with, with this military sexual trauma, which is a part of that PTSD. Right. So it's, it's great that they are acknowledging, acknowledging it. Um, but we still need, we still have so far to go. And it's crazy that there has to be a diagnosis, diagnosis for this. Like yes. it happens so often exactly. that it's a thing. That it's a thing. Right. Like, like why can't it just be considered PTSD? Like, why does right. it have to have its own right. sub genre? Russ, I don't want to wear my glasses because they put a glare on my face. <laughs> um, and thank you, Tina. Oh yes. Hi, Tina. Love you. <laughs> um, so to have it be its own specific thing, right, means that it happens more often. Right, exactly. And like it's it's good that they're acknowledging it, but the fact that they have to acknowledge exactly, it sucks. exactly. Like it shouldn't yeah. ha it shouldn't have to be a thing. Right. It shouldn't right. even have to be a thing. Right. It shouldn't happen that often. Right. And it should be taken way more seriously than it is. Yeah. But it's great to see that more people are, are being treated for it. So, I mean, a 1.3% increase in two years, we can do better than that, mm -hmm. but it is, it's at least good to know that they are 
you know, pushing forward. They're uh, they're making some right. sort of they're progress. Uh. Exactly. Especially because the VA is notorious for not giving the best care. Um, uh, you know, if we have any um, service members um, out there, veterans out there uh, listening right now, you can send us um, comments about your experience with the VA, because I'm, I'm really interested to see different people's perspectives about what the VA has done for them, because I've heard all different things. But for the most part, I've heard that they're not exactly um, they don't exactly give the best care. Right. Um, especially when it comes to mental health. Right. So, um, oh, hi, Alex. <laughs> hey, Alex. Um, so the Department of Defense concluded that, quote, sexual harassment is a leading factor affecting the unit climate on sexual assault. And the majority of victims were harassed by someone in their chain of command. Right. Are we surprised? No, not really surprised. Exactly. So people in power tend to abuse their power. Not everybody, but somebody's gonna. Exactly. Exactly. So that's gonna bring me to an article. So the 2019 report shows that sexual assault reports are up three percent from 2018. So Okay, good. Reports are up. We're getting more, hopefully more done about it. Right. Um, you know, hearing the reports, I think, is, again, going to help more people report their own assaults. Right, right. Because when we, when we know that people have gone through something that we've gone through, it's so much easier to share that information because now we feel we feel that comfort we feel that that connection with somebody and we know that there's a support system there and there's somebody who can empathize with us yeah. sympathize with us so i'm glad to see that you know reports are up but in this article so this is an article from april 30th of 20 uh 2020 so it's right when the the fiscal year 2019 uh, report came out. So it's all about that. It is called a culture that fosters sexual assaults and sexual harassment persists despite prevention efforts. A new Pentagon study shows. So I'm going to read some quotes from some service members. And, um, I want to I want to see if anyone out there has some opinions on on what these service members are saying. And <laughs> Hi to Tom's wife. <laughs> uh, jerky's wife. Hi Tom's wife. <laughs> um okay. So this is a quote from a female junior enlisted marine. Okay, and she told this in one of the focus groups. So remember, that statistic about sexual harassment is like a leading cause into sexual assault. Right. Ready? Today I bent over to get something, and I didn't know there was anybody behind me. 
bent over to grab something really quick and a sergeant is behind me and said, oh, don't tempt me. Dart bag. Yes. Dart bag in any setting. Oh, d- yes. random guy oh. walking down the street, sees a girl bend over, says, don't tempt me. Dirt bag. Dirt bag in any setting. But, but especially... now this is a sergeant. Yeah. This is somebody who is your superior, right. who is supposed to be respectful of you. Right. And, and who's clearly to be setting isn't. an example. Correct. <laughs> well, they, they tend to set the wrong example. Right. One junior enlisted female Marine also told a focus group. When I first, this one, this one's horrible. This one is horrible. When I first got here, all the people in my shop specifically, they live on third deck and I got put on first deck. And when I asked why, they said it's because I was going to get raped if I live on third deck. Wow, maybe you should fix third deck then. That's just that's just the rape deck. That's the rape deck. That's just okay. That's just what happens there. And and apparently it's just they all know it. On a ship full of weapons and that's supposed to defend lives and war, there's a rape deck. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable that this is just This is what our tax dollars pay for. Rape deck. (laughs) Great. This is what our tax dollars pay for. Fantastic. Next time I look at my paycheck, I'll be happy that the rape deck deduction is in there. Hey, Tom, question. Is Canada this uh, demented when it comes to your military? I, I, I want to know what, what Canada's military is like. I don't think so. I think they're pretty cool. I mean, they probably are. It's Canadian. It's, it's Canada. It's Canada. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. I've watched. <laughs> so I watch those silly like YouTube videos and whatever about... Um, like, uh, I'm not going to mention any names. I watch those videos that are like live feeds from like people in combat and whatnot. Yeah. Because whatever. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times they're U.S. military, but a lot of times they're Canadian military. Oh. And the Canadian military guys are always just as cool, just as effective. They have just as good at the gear and yeah. everything. Yeah. And they always seem really chill. I, yeah. I literally just watched a video where a guy on an artillery team and they were like, it was like a 180, 180 millimeter cannon. It was a freaking artillery piece. It's like a shoot the guy in the next country artillery piece. And there was a team and one of the guys fell asleep. So they woke him up by firing a gun, oh, like geez. 20 feet away from him or whatever. Oh, so my God. they just seemed like cool, fun loving, fun loving people. And I was in Canada and I had some delicious burgers and some delicious beer. And I took back the idea of mustard on burgers and she hates it. And I think it's delicious. So. Canada's cool. I assume that means their military is cool, too, and they don't do this kind of crap. I told Tom this morning that you like Canada. Yeah. Uh, hello, Cammy. Hi, Cammy. Um, and Tom says, I'm sure there are cases like that as well, but I don't ever hear about them. I mean, we didn't really hear about a lot of these cases either until especially the Vanessa Gann thing just happened. You know, so, you know it, nobody's really... You know, we knew they happened. Right, but the, it's but it's once, kind of like that. Um, what what what? See, I always what do they call it? Um, when you like know something, but like nobody really talks about it. Like yeah, it's just like a like an unspoken. Yeah. Truth. Sure. Yeah. 
Well, I, so so for sure, like I I knew this kind of stuff happened because right. we've had movies. We've literally had movies that came out in like the nineties. Well, yeah, this. yeah, so yeah. We know the stuff that happened. Yeah. But I didn't know until you started doing the research just how often it happened. Right. And you know, you see these movies and you think like, oh, you know, they're just they're they're demonizing the military and they're making them look like they're just a bunch of jerks and like they would never just like just like side with the sergeant because he's a sergeant and like decommission this this person who got assaulted but apparently that's what happens mm -hmm. they're just like oh you've been in for 15 years you can't do any wrong this person only been in for three exactly. or four years she must have done something horrible you know right you're fired you're dishonorably discharged or something completely absurd exactly so i would say the thing that i really learned is how often this happens mm -hmm. and how really ridiculous the process and how ridiculously unfair and illogical the yeah. process is yeah. it's completely ridiculous it is <laughs> it is so reports of harassment increased 10 percent in 2019 so again pe more people are reporting right but we have to think is it because it's happening, it's happening more, more right. or is it just that people are feeling more comfortable to come forward with the right. reports? So again, we got to, we have to take these numbers with a grain of salt. We don't know which side they're coming from. It could be both. It could be that they're happening more and more people are feeling more right. comfortable about five coming percent, forward. 5%, 1%, 9%. Right, right. Know. So, um, so this this part especially is is really what resonates with me. So sexual harassment has been identified as part of the grooming process. As the Department of Defense research has shown that command climates identified as toxic, especially where harassment is concerned, have a high correlation with sexual assaults. If we don't stop the harassment People think that it's okay yeah. to continue down way. that road, right, <laughs> and get worse and worse and yeah. do worse things. Yeah. You know, it, like what we talked about in the Brock Turner case. Right. He literally was trying to kiss all these girls and, like, he, he thought, okay, that's cool. I can kiss a girl, so now I'm going to go sexually assault a girl. Right. Because I was allowed Why to go not? kiss one. Right. I should be allowed to go. Right do whatever else I want. Right, yeah, if you're looking at this as like a skill, as like a noble pursuit, like if you like to race cars, yeah. you're gonna keep pushing and pushing and pushing exactly. until you spin. Exactly. And like they'll say, you never know how fast you can go around a particular corner until you've gone off the corner. So it's the same, or, or you know, if you if you play a sport, like you'll never know how far you can sink that three yep. until you start missing. Right. Back up and back up and back up until you start missing most of them. And now you know, okay, that's as far back as I can go. So somebody like him, it's like, hey, you know, I can get away with kissing girls who clearly don't want it. Let's see if I can get away with some groping. Let's yep. see if I can get away with a little bit more. Exactly. And that's part of this culture um, of, you know, people think that they can just say whatever they want. And, you know, then they cite free speech. <laughs> Which I'm sorry, that's not what free speech means, but I'm not going to get into that right now. Um, it doesn't mean you can just be a dick. Um, you can't just assume that because you think it's okay to say something to somebody that they're going to believe that it's okay that you said it to them. Right. If you're saying something inappropriate, 
and they're taking it to be inappropriate, you stop should not it. say it. You should, you should stop saying it. You should it. not. Yes. Yeah. Like, if I say something and I can, I, I 100% believe that it's totally okay and you are offended by it, right. my response should be, I am so sorry that I offended you. Yeah. First of all, it should not be, I'm so sorry that you were offended right. by what right. I said. Right. Because then you're placing the blame on that person. Right. You're not placing the blame on yourself. Right. When you apologize, make sure that you're using yourself, not the person that you are apologizing right. to. Because if you don't think you did anything wrong, don't apologize. Correct. Yes. So if you say something that you think is okay, and you legitimately think it's okay, you see nothing wrong with it. But that person got offended by it or thinks that it's disrespectful... It probably is. And what's the harm to you in just stopping doing it? Right. Like what, right. what, what's that going to do to you? You're, yep. you're, you're still going to be able to say, you know, nice things. <laughs> and if all you want to say to people are disrespectful things, then maybe you should like look internally, right. see what's let going this, on. Let this be a lesson to you. If you're saying stuff and people are constantly getting pissed off. Yeah. Maybe, maybe just, you know, check yourself for a right. minute. Or you wreck yourself. Perfect set. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, uh, Tom said everything goes on burgers. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about everything, <laughs> Tom. And Tina, thank you for agreeing with that. I, I know, T, you know, Tina does a lot with, with psychology and mental health and stuff. Yeah. So, um, thank you. Um, so further into this article, um, this is a quote um, also from the report. So in general, participants indicated that sexual harassment at their installations includes lower level behaviors such as staring, gawking, making sexual jokes or comments, sharing explicit images, and repeated attempts at unwanted relationships. Yes, that is all sexual harassment. All of that. Every single one of those listed there, staring, gawking, a lot of people don't think that it is, but it right, is. Right. You should not be gawking at somebody. Right. It's so inappropriate. The devil's advocate argument would be like, oh, but you were so attractive to me that I couldn't pull my eyes away. But first of all, yeah, right. And second of all, <laughs> if that's the case, it would be obvious. Like, you can tell when somebody is so enthralled by something. Yeah. The look that they get on their face. You know, you see a car that you just absolutely love. And you're like, yeah. But not like, mm, but but you just made a really good point because you're you 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 now are equating women to cars, which is what a lot. No, and I, and I don't mean that you are personally. You're not like that. Right. I just mean that you you just made a really good point though that that that's what men think. Men think, oh, I can oh. stare at a car and be like, oh wow, I really like that car. So why can't I do that to oh, a woman? That's what some women think too. Oh, I know. It's not just men. You're, you're right. That's what some cats think. <laughs> cats be like, I'm going to get me some of that. It's true. Cats. Yes. Uh, cats are very rude and disrespectful. Um, however, sexual harassment is not always identified correctly, and definitions of sexual harassment can differ among genders. Participants expressed that lower-level sexual harassment behaviors are not always properly addressed when they occur due to service members' perceptions that the behaviors are not serious or are harmless. And a lot 
lot of us, you know, it, that really is so poignant because gender stereotypes are going to come into play with this. So if a, if a woman is, is, you know, um, okay. Say a woman is sending explicit images to a man. He's going to totally be like, yes, this is awesome. For the most part, I'm not going to generalize. Statistically speaking, yes, right. you're much more likely for a man to right. accept that than for a woman right. to accept the inverse scenario. So to a man, that's not seen as sexual harassment. That's seen as like flirting. And there's a fine line between flirting and sexual harassment. But if a man sends explicit images unsolicited, this is all unsolicited, I'm saying, sends explicit images to a female, she's generally going to think that that's disrespectful and harassment. But the guy is thinking, what? Well, if you sent them to me, I wouldn't be offended. So why are you offended? Right. And so we have to get out of this. Yeah, it's the definition of a double standard. Exactly. We have to get out of this mindset that if I think one way, you should also think that way. Well, there's that too. Yes, that's a very good point. <laughs> just because you believe that something is okay, like I just said before, it doesn't mean that everybody thinks it's okay. Right. So you have to really be conscious of what you're doing and think about the other person. Think about like, will they, do you know this person well enough to accept what you're doing? And if you don't, then don't be sending them dick pics. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, there should always be, like, an are you sure you want to send this? Yes. Like, there, there should, should be an algorithm that we're going to develop the app. Yes. That uh, it goes in front of your messaging app on everybody's phone. Yeah. And it's just going to do an image parse. And if it, if it detects a dick, it's going to be like, <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure you want to send this? You want to send this. <laughs> I like that. Because always double think. I, that's I, not a thing. That's. Always, uh,. Think twice. Think, there you go. Double think. <laughs> think twice. Guys, it's it's very late here. You have yeah. to understand. We do things at like at like noon, and it's ten thirty seven at night. <laughs> we're usually sleeping by this now. This is an hour past bedtime. So we're a little giddy now because we're overtired. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, as you said before, um, sexual harassment is a gateway to sexual assault. Oh yeah. So if we don't nip it in the bud when it's as small, and I put that in quotations because right. sexual harassment still is not small, but the perception is that right. it is much, that and sexual assault is much worse, which which yeah, it is, obviously. Right. You're, yes. you're, you're taking mm -hmm. away a lot more from a person when you assault them than you are when you just use your words. But if we nip that in the bud or we give the military more training on on what to look out for, or how to not do this, yeah. you know, then there won't be so many further instances yeah. of, of more detrimental events. Yeah, all systems have to be willing to adapt. And we've talked about this before, about how the military, for all of its pros, has one huge con, which is that it is the absolutely the slowest thing to react, other than maybe the United States tax system. That's about the slowest reacting system on the planet. Yeah. And that includes, like, snail evolution. The rate at which snails evolve is even faster than the rate at which the United States tax system evolves. And that's just yeah. above all things in the military. Right. And 
that's not meant as an insult, or I guess it kind of is. The administration, y'all need to need to think, yeah, and, and consider it's and true. programs maps. And you know, I'm I'm gonna say this in like every episode that we do this month, but the fact that the system that is designed to protect the country and the people that are sent out to put their lives on the line to protect citizens that they don't even know cannot even protect the people members. that yeah. are meant to protect yeah. the strangers. Yeah. And like I said, I'm going to say that over and over and over. And I think that's my biggest gripe with this entire thing is that how can you have one of the largest systems in the world? And most not, well-funded. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Not take care of its own. Yeah. Not take care of its own. And you'll, you'll hear in some of these stories that it takes care of certain people within its organization. Yeah. yeah. And that's just, that's just that old, that, that old mindset. Yes. I mean, like I said, that we were talking about the difference between shell shock and PSD or the evolution from shell shock and PSD. PTSD. PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because, you know, they, they just, they just assumed that there had to, this had to be because of the explosion. Well, so right. It can't it's, be that our fine men are, exactly. are, are weak mentally. Correct. And it took them however many hundreds of years, yeah. you know, yeah. thousands, if you include the, the, whole, the entirety of human military history, thousands of years for them to realize that, like, hey, maybe we need to think about what's happening inside of people's heads, yes. inside of their minds. Exactly. Except, right, yes. Yes, you know, ins- exactly. Not just the head, but the mind. The brain and the mind are are very different. So, you know, there's neurology and there's psychology and we, we have to be able to look at them in connection with one another as well as separately. Yeah. So exactly to, to say that, oh, he just got a concussion and that's, what's making him, you know, a little off. Like, okay, maybe that's true. Right. That's part of the truth. But there's also more. And now we have to look at the the psychological side of it, the mind, not just the brain. Yeah. Um, as an as an organ, we have to yeah. look at it as as the the function of of your whole being. Right. So, uh, yeah. It just it these 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 numbers blow my mind, and not in they're unbelievable, but they're also believable. So, let's see. Uh. Cats are always staring. Yes, Cammy, they, they are. Oh, geez. That's all they do. They're always thinking about how to <laughs> call you and get your stuff. Oh, Russell's trying to read your shirt. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we went over this before. I'll do this quick. Before we're out of time. It's, uh, I'm not going to be able to get it without blowing up the mic. This is also weird doing this backwards. May the vector quantity of F equals mass times the change in velocity as a vector quantity over the change in time, may the force be with you. <laughs> exactly. I bought him that shirt. Yeah. To wear to Disney. In Disney. Yep. <laughs> Good times. Uh, the answer on his shirt comes out to Blackbird Advocacy Podcast. Yes. Perfect, Definitely. Tom. Thank exactly. you. Thank you for plugging. Perfect. Yes. 
Um, OMG, you said tax system. I, I did. Yeah. I did. I don't know if you're from the U.S., but our taxes suck. If this is the same um, person from before, if this is still Pod Jerky's wife, <laughs> then no, she's also Canadian. Uh, I don't know what your tax system is, but I would assume it's better. Every, it's got mustard on it. Everything's better in Canada. It's true. It's true. Except that it's cold. Not loving the cold. No, if but everything wait. Everything else is cool. Wait, Tom said, um, Tom said today that it was 40 degrees Celsius up there. Okay, so that's 40 degrees Fahrenheit. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. I'm sorry. I went in the direction. <laughs> It's very late. Are you going? No, you're not doing Kelvin either. Well, no, because negative 40 is negative 40. It's so, so late. Positive 40 is not positive I'm 40. sorry, guys. So 40 degrees Celsius? That's <laughs> yes. hot. Yeah, I know. That's what he was saying. That's like hella warm. Yeah. Even for here. Yeah. Wow. We weren't even that warm today. No, not even close. No. Not even close. No. We were like, not that warm. Oh, this Facebook user is American. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Where are you from, Facebook user? So you dread every April just like we do. Yes, exactly. I'm a CPA. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Unless you've been doing it for long enough that you're making bank. And then good for you. But if you just started, sorry. Uh, Russ asked what you bought me at Disney. Uh, the tickets? No, you didn't. Parents. They don't need to know that. <laughs> His parents buy a go to, they bring us to Disney every year. It's not like, right, it's a family, it's a family trip. trip. But it's not, all the, all the expenses. If oh, you yeah. To dinner. Oh, you, you bought any souvenirs. You bought me, what did I get at Disney this year? Oh my God. What did I get at Disney this year? I don't a even tan. remember. I did get a tan. Anyway. Oh, it's Nick. Hi, Nick. I didn't, you're up, you're, you're as Facebook user, so I don't see your, your name. This is Russ's co-host, Nick. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's up, Nick? Yeah, 110 degrees. He's awesome. Yeah, 110 degrees. Yeah. In Canada, has, no. All right, we have four minutes. Sorry, oh. see, we banter too much. Yeah. No, that's fine. Uh, we, we really, um, that was really the, the, the main, the crux of, of today's episode, or tonight's episode. It's very late. Um. So we, we need more people reporting these experiences and calling out those who are perpetrating these assaults because the more people coming forward, the more we can bring attention to it and diminish people's concept that they can get away with this type of act, especially when it comes to bridging sexual harassment into sexual assault. Nip it in the bud when it starts. And also, the military needs to be more aware of what is happening in their units from their service members and take service members' reports seriously. Don't just sweep it under the rug. And don't yeah. just think, oh, well, I can say this to her because it's not assault. I can just say it. Words mean nothing. And then everyone, it snowballs. Right. It's not, it's not appropriate. It's not okay. And we, we need, like, like I keep saying, we need to nip it in the bud. Which is funny because in the U.S. criminal code, assault is actually verbal and battery is when you physically attack that someone. True. So if I yell at someone, that's assault. That's true. In U.S. criminal code. That's true. Um, so coming up this month, we have quite a few cases to report regarding these actions in the military, including Vanessa Guillen's case and Lavina Johnson's case. 
And I'm sure you all know the majority of Vanessa's case at this point because it's been covered so heavily because of the circumstances surrounding it. But you may not be aware of Lavina's case. So Lavina was an E3 in the United States Army. I'm just going to give a little tidbit about it. And on July 19th, 2005, she was found dead in her tent in Iraq. Her death had been ruled a suicide, but this has been a controversial ruling as her family and many who have heard her case believe this was a homicide, which the military covered up. And you can learn all about why this theory exists when we fully cover Lavina's story later this month or later next month since it's not August here. But there are a lot of things in Lavina's case. When I heard about her case, I immediately said, we need to cover it. Because there's so much surrounding this case that really needs to be heard. And you'll see this pattern that the military has. We also have real life survivors uh, telling their stories from the women who have lived through sexual violence in the military. So you'll get to hear the truth about their experiences through their voices. And so we have 30 seconds left. <laughs> so I'm just going to say really quickly, you can find us on Instagram at Blackbird Advocacy and our link to all our podcast platforms are in, that link is in the bio on our Instagram. We have new episodes out every Sunday, and you can find us on all major platforms. Okay, ready? So, <laughs> be safe, be aware of your surroundings, and continue to social distance if you can. Yeah, do live streaming as well. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Deuces. We are Pod Jerky, two Canadian buddies serving up multi-flavored audio jerky in every episode. If you like good times, strong coffee, maple syrup, swamp donkeys, hockey, the outdoors, common sense, dogs, conspiracy theories, sports, and life in general, then subscribe and follow our podcast and check out our social media channel at Pod Jerky. Pod Jerky, make it a double.